Welcome to the BBC, a wax cast based on collaboration, not competition. Between Both Cheeks is a world filled with beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The hosts of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, creator and owner of international brands and beauty salons. Becca, once newbie and now experienced enforcer, she's hatched out of her egg and manages business with authority and a smile. And Ashley, a straight, shooting, spicy Italian. Hot off the global circuit, she's got expertise to share. Welcome to the BBC. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Hello, everybody. This is the BBC Between Both Cheeks. Yes, we mean those cheeks. Thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Instagram at Between Both Cheeks and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iHeart, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Today, I have with me the spicy Italian, Ashley. She's back for another round. And we also have Becca, the enforcer, and I am your host, Luba. Yes, Luba, just like Cher or Madonna. Hello, ladies. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Fabulous. You're looking, you're looking spicy today. I need to do TikToks. So this is my TikTok wig. And um, I have a meeting today, so I have to dress up a little bit. So people that are watching this will actually think I'm like another person on the podcast because I went from like homeless to glam. I love it. I love it. I'm, I'm wearing today's makeup on top of yesterday's makeup. So I don't know if that's a good thing, a bad thing, but we, we all showed up today. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. That's all that matters. You show up. You look great. You look great. And I know I that, you, that you had, that's rough for you as an esthetician to be sleeping in your makeup. That like it was it was a rough one. It was a rough night. It was a rough morning, but we made it and I'm here. This is the the mom life, the mom look. <laughs> but I, I I'm I think I'm pulling it off. I'm trying anyway. <laughs> okay. All right. I love it. I love it. Um, so today we were going to do round two of the hiring because that was a very successful podcast for us. Um, all three of us had very different opinions at times. Mm -hmm. We could go on for hours about it, but being your host, I'm going to change things up. Of course you are. I need to talk about this. And I was literally going to send Becca a message about it being like, I need to discuss this because I know there's going to be completely three different perspectives on this, or I think. Um, all right, so I'm just going to get into it. Ashley, how old are you? Oh, I know. Really? You, you want to ask me yeah, my right, age? Yeah, right off the How back. old do I look? Okay, are you 30? <laughs> I, I can, do you want me to go back in your files, like your way back wax files? I can find it. You're a few I am, years younger I, I, than me. You know what? Here's what, here's what I'll tell you. I'll give you my age, but in, in pregnancy terms, mm -hmm. I'm geriatric. Okay. Yes. <laughs> in my mind, I'm still in my early twenties. Yeah. According to my birth certificate, I'm 37. Okay. 36. So a couple years younger than me, Becca, you're 20. Four. Four. Okay. Twenty-four. So I got on TikTok the other night while Jake was out and went down the rabbit hole with this kid named Whitey. Have you heard of him, Ash? No. And I'm I I have I have to admit, I'm really not big into the TikTok world. Okay. I don't even have it. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I had it on my com- my computer, my phone at one point in time. Yeah. And then somebody told me that this was probably a, a, the beginning of the pandemic. So we're going over a year ago. And then somebody told me that it was all one of those apps that they wanted it on your phone so that they could get all your banking information and, uh, be, yeah, what, be, and yeah. like steal your identity and what have you. Mm-hmm. Not that it was a government conspiracy, but that it was literally like a fraud thing. Right. And so I, I went, okay, that. forget that. So I took it off my phone and I mm-hmm. just haven't put it back. Mm-hmm. So the only TikToks that I actually watch these days are, I don't know whether it would be like part of the IGTV family, but right. if you're scrolling through Instagram, you get past like 10 people and then all of a sudden there'll be like a row of videos. Right. And half of them will say like TikTok at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So these are the only TikToks that I am privy to. Right. Okay. Um, and Becca, I know where you stand on this because I, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, she's the social media director and marketing manager. Like she'll, she'll know exactly what I'm talking about. And she was like, no, never heard. Okay. So explain who is this, who is this whitey and what is he all about? Does he sing? Does he dance? Is he a comedian? Let me just show you while we're here. Oh my God. Wait. Okay. Let me just share because now I can pick up the sound. Uh, Can we see this? Yep. Yes. So the username is white with two Y's 18 on TikTok. Are you seeing this? I, I have no sound, but I'm seeing it. He just looks like he's got great teeth. <laughs> <laughs> you sure yeah, you can't hear anything way. though? No, oh. can't hear anything. Uh, so this is him. Where's my stop screen share? So those of you on YouTube. But you do that. have you do have a headset on, so maybe you can hear it in your headset and we just can't hear it. Oh, I'm so sad <laughs> that you can't hear it. And I can't even send it to your phone. I was like, I had this all prepared. I was like, because it really like the songs are a big part of it, but he's this 21-year-old kid that lip syncs to 80 songs and he oh, now has that. a cougar following. I love it. Like women <laughs> are going crazy crazy when I scroll through my page every other video is of him or someone stitching him or someone talking about him men are going crazy being like I'm taking my wife's um phone away like it is (laughs) it is blown up he now has 1.1 million followers he's from Ontario oh my goodness so he's Canadian yeah Canadian love it but I'm just like I'm so blown away by this because Beck and I were talking about like, besides me being a pervert um, and why this has like come across my page. And Becca's like, it's because you watch young boys dance. So it's like picked up mm-hmm. that algorithm and this is why it's on your page. Mm-hmm. And then I've got girlfriends that are around my age being like, oh Lord, have you seen this? And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not the only one. But then there's a couple of girlfriends that don't have TikTok. So I can't really explain it to them because they're like, it's a 21 year old boy. Like that's double your age. Like really? Mm-hmm. So what I was that's talking- half your age, not double your age. But oh, sorry, nice half, try. My age. <laughs> half my age. Sorry. Um, but I guess what I'm super interested in is he's got so many followers. He's found a niche clearly. Like he's not mm-hmm. doing the, like the, the top trending songs, like the WAP 
and all like what the kids are listening to these days, he's went into a genre that he doesn't even know. And he's tapped into an entirely new market. So do you think this is something that was planned? Like he has no, no idea. No, I think it was totally by accident and just realized that it was probably he did one, mm-hmm. got it what probably went viral and he went, Matt, let's try another one. Yeah. And I bet you it would just clicked. Come on, nobody's that savvy that they're like, I've hit the nail on the head right no, off the okay. get go. Nobody, I don't think anyway. I could be wrong, but I just think that it's it you fall into it. Like a lot of things, you don't really realize it's like a job or anything, you know, where you just kind of fall into it. I mean, every now and again, yeah, there's somebody that at five years old, like, you know, I'm going to be a veterinarian. They set out to do it and they become the veterinarian. But for the most of us, when it comes to things like this, you fall into it. It just, it finds you. Now I haven't seen, like I went down the rabbit hole, but not to the extent of like going back to his first video to see what he posted and where that came from. But like, I guarantee he has no idea who Barry Manilow is like zip zero people, people are comparing him to a young Rob Lowe, which I needed to explain to Becca who Rob Lowe was. (laughs) Don't you watch Lone Star 911 or 911 Lone Star or whatever that show's called? No. Okay. I looked him he's up and hunk. I recognized him. To, he's a hunk. You need to yes. you need to watch the show. Mm, Rob Lowe is like he's, he, he's good filler. Oh, <gasps> no, he's so. I think he's aged so well. Oh, me too. Yeah, yeah, he has. See, okay, so Ash is kind of on on my end here. So what I find really interesting too, because I mean, all three of us are very strong women, and we're very like we have our whole like feminist thing going on um what's interesting with this is women are getting a lot of hate on social media that they are older and they're watching this and they actually like what they see and it's not allowed no can't be enjoying it can't like it you could be his like a lot of comments are like hate comments like you could be his mother that's disgusting you have a son that's his age how would you like it if that was your like and then now women are starting to turn it around and being like, oh, um, remember Hugh Hefner and Holly Madison? Um, do you remember, I'm trying to think, uh, Jerry Seinfeld and his girlfriend? Like there was like, I think a 20 year age gap or something. So the women are now turning around being like, oh, welcome men. Um, are you feeling a little threatened? Now you know how we have felt over the years where this has been okay but it's not okay for us to be looking at this, but you're okay to be looking at an 18 year old in a two piece. JLo, Madonna. There was Mm. memes going around for a while that was like, don't worry, ladies, you're still single. It's okay. Your boyfriend will be born tomorrow. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. So this is kind of like in this, in this trend, but it's amazing how it's still like really shunned and, and not, accepted and women are on there being like calling him a boy toy and being like oh my god I can't believe I really said that this is like this is not good this is not allowed but men have been doing it for years mm-hmm. as long as they're legal age I don't see the problem yeah yes as a disclaimer I don't know if I've said this already but he is 21 totally good <laughs> <laughs> it is safe um and then I don't know I mean he's very he's to me he's very handsome like I would never think that this is my type, but he's because he, he's like a man child. And I didn't think that like I would like a man child, but <laughs> I very much like this look. 
um, for whatever reason. But women are also saying it's very nostalgic because of the music and because he looks similar to our genre of, um, oh my God, what do you call it? The, um, like the, the idols, like the teen idols, if you will. So like the mm-hmm. Rob Lowe, right? And then I know, I, unfortunately you can't hear It's like, did he but... have an undercut? I don't remember. <laughs> well, take a, so take a look at this video. I'm going to, sh- I'm going to share this one. And I wish there was sound to it because it just makes it a little more. It will come up on, on the podcast, like when we film it um, or when we post it. So you can actually hear it. But I think this, this to me, this hit home for me this morning. I was, I showed it to Jake. I was like, this, co- like, this makes sense now. Like I totally have a free pass at this point because this is why I think he's attractive. So I'm just going to show you this really quick. There we go. Oh my God. It's like, <gasps> yeah, it's like Mark Wahlberg or like Kevin Spacey. Right. Okay. So first or, or I need who's to Who's the guy that's ah! in, is it Kevin Spacey that's in Dirty Dancing? Patrick Swayze, honey. Patrick Swayze. That's the one I'm looking yes! for. Thank you. He looks yes. like Patrick Swayze there. I know. So this was my aha moment of like, this is why I'm watching his videos. Cause he like Patrick Swayze was, he was the shit growing up. Like he was every girl's fantasy yeah every girl wanted to be like thrown in the air just like yes, baby. everyone like, wanted to on. be baby everyone <laughs> wanted to be baby so I have to give a shout out to Carrie Atkins three because we just played your video so thank you for that thank you for normalizing this for me if you will um but so that was kind of my like okay this is why I think he's attractive and I think this is why women think he's attractive But at the same time, I think that we're also trying to come up with excuses on why we're finding him attractive because we're not supposed to look at this kind of stuff. He's totally capitalizing on it and loving it. Mm -hmm. So, so this is what's great. He has a PayPal link under his name. People are just sending him money and gifts. Shut up. He has Mm -hmm. just quit his construction job in Ontario. No. Yeah, to pursue influencing, modeling, and acting. Okay, so if we're going to talk about influencers and and people who we're totally loving right now, there is another Canadian. And, oh my goodness, I can't even think of her name right now. And I'm going to have to, like, jump off and see if I can figure out what her name is. She's from the East. And she puts out, yes, thank you. You knew exactly who I yeah. was. I was like, it's Selena or Alicia? No, Alicia. I'll pull up her name. Alicia McIvel, Mc something. And I absolutely love her. And it started out with, she's all about positive body image, first of all, which mm-hmm. I think is absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But now she's trying to it almost normalize things that we don't think are mm-hmm. normal or that we think are more taboo oh, and her content is absolutely amazing it's mm-hmm. mostly her but it's her and her hunky husband yeah who's totally into fitness he's like You're the opposite. shy silent type almost you don't really yeah. hear him say too much 
but she's always kind of doing funny things with him or they'll show mm-hmm. like date night or whatever, mm-hmm. or she'll be pranking him or something um, or they'll be working out. So she loves to work out and get her body moving. Um, but she, she, I just, I don't know. I love her content. I, she just makes me smile and mm-hmm. I'm so happy that she's Canadian. So she's right. another one. If you she's have not good. checked out, you need to check her out. Yeah. Her name oh. is Alicia McCarville. And she's in Nova Scotia, Canada, and she just hit 2 million followers. Wow. And I really like her too. She's so funny and she's very much like about body positivity. She is a bigger girl. Her husband is like a gym buff. He's really fit, um, really muscular. So she gets a lot of He looks of like comments. a lumberjack though too. Yes. And she gets a lot beard. of comments about the, you know, differences and, and how they look and like, oh, how could your husband be attracted to someone like you? Oh, okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And yeah. I think they're high school sweethearts. So I yes, think they've they been are. together for like ever. Like they're yeah, just BFFs, yep. couple, like they're like oh. hashtag couple goals, you know? Yeah. Like I didn't know just... she was Canadian. How cool is that? Yeah. She's in the East. She would be somebody I would love to chat with. We should try to reach out to her. And see well, if she'll come and chat with us. Yes, I think we, we should see. also reach out to Whitey. Not in a pervy way. Yeah, okay, Luba. <laughs> Stop. No, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very curious about this. Like, did both of these people do this with intent? And did or did they just find an algorithm? Did they just find a niche? With Alicia, I know that she did not start it with intent because I've listened to other podcasts that she's been on. Yeah. Um she just started it for fun, kind of like how we all downloaded it last year. And then she just started making videos. And then it wasn't until she started showing her husband in videos that that's when her videos took off. Mm -hmm. So then she just kept doing it. And she was like, okay, my videos that do the best are the ones that Scott is in. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to continue filming with him. And then I think as it's grown, it's become intentional, obviously, because now she has a message to share and about body positivity and sex positivity and everything like that you know the importance of fitness and health even when you are overweight mm-hmm. um but with whitey he probably just did one and fell into it but he's probably so weird in real life like that's just my guess like why does he not talk because his voice sounds like squidward that is where i'm putting my money okay okay you know fair enough looks like a lacrosse boy (laughs) like he's not cute in my generation at all (laughs) really yeah no so he wouldn't show up on you so ash do you think he's cute do you think he's attractive um he's he's cute like he's adorable not my type you're not attracted to him though like it doesn't no I'm not attracted to him I think he's adorable I don't think he's a bad looking guy just not my type yeah yeah well I didn't think he was my type either but apparently he is but I haven't watched him lip sync anything from the 80s. Okay. So, you know, I'm, so I'm going to send you see it and then we'll, we'll have another yeah. chat. Okay. That's too bad. Cause I wanted you to hear it with the music because I'm wondering if the music has something to do with it. Mm. And it wasn't until I saw that Patrick Swayze thing where I was like, oh, is it take, is it taking me back there? Or am I just one of those women that's like a little bit embarrassed that I'm looking at this and I'm also using it as an excuse. Mm. There's 80s music all over the internet. <laughs> 80s music was awesome music, and this is why. Best. Yeah, it was it, the best. It is good music. But he does. He's got like a Rob Lowe and Patrick Swayze thing about him. 
So I, I do. I don't know about, so on my feed, a lot of the things, the videos, okay, granted it's not TikTok, but I'm assuming that it's Instagram kind of works the same way when they show you mm-hmm. the randomness of videos or what have you. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple that I've been watching lately and I like anybody who dances, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Like mm-hmm. I love to watch people dance. I think yeah. that that's amazing, but there's this one girl um, and her husband and I think, oh, I'm so horrible with names. His name is Roger. And oh, I can't think of her name right now. And I'm going to have to find this for you because it's going to drive me nuts. Come on, Becca, do a deep dive. I know you could find this in like 30 they seconds. Dance? Um, Roger Scott. And I can't remember her name. Something Scott, um, I believe, is their last name. And I love watching their videos. They just make really funny content a lot of the time it, ha- it revolves around dancing he's not the dancer she's definitely got some sort of dancing skill background okay. um and I believe they're from California okay. but another one I don't know if they intentionally started out to make videos but they've got like millions of followers as well Talia Scott Talia Scott that's it thank you I knew you'd find it like look I know 30 seconds and you know, know how to like locate these people right um but awesome content I think as well funny they're now they're young Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they are married but they are definitely young and I believe they're from California but I love watching them she makes some of the greatest like but she does a lot of those trendy dances like those Mm -hmm. trendy TikTok dances but she makes them look so easy easy yeah I I stand in the mirror for 30 seconds and try to do them and I'm like well I just look like I have two left feet and I used to be able to dance right (laughs) um there's another um tiktoker I guess influencer if you want to call her Selena spooky boo yeah Uh, she's she's, Canadian as well she's Canadian and she sleepwalks and she records it it's hilarious it is beyond hilarious and she always jokes around with her boyfriend and stuff so um so what do they do have cameras set up in the house and she like yeah, turns them on at night? Because her sleepwalking like, is like her? pretty bad. Like she'll leave the house. So they have the <gasps> house all like wired and with cameras, but she can also induce sleepwalking by eating chocolate or cheese before bed. And her brother has the same thing. It's like genetic in their family. So sometimes oh she'll do it just to get a funny video, but sometimes it's just like, it just happens and she'll leave the house and like go walking up the street. And then her husband like runs out and goes and gets her. But it's really funny. That's- like she's hilarious when she's awake and she's hilarious when she's asleep. Like she'll, mm-hmm. uh, well, there's probably some on Instagram as well, but they're really funny. If you need a good laugh, I feel like any sleepwalking video would be good. Right. <laughs> I, right? I feel like that's terrifying. We have yeah. some of Kiefer out in the, in the driveway. And that, that's Jake's best friend that used to live in our, in the basement suite. Um, but we've got sleepwalking videos of him in the driveway and he's, he used to leave the house too. Yeah. Scary. That's um, terrifying. As a so, child, I used to sleepwalk and I'd be oh, in the house too. Oh my God. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And, but this was when I lived in Ontario. So it was more dangerous because in the winter mm-hmm. there's snow. <laughs> I didn't realize you were an Ontario girl too, Becca. I'm born in BC, but I grew up in Ontario and BC mix of both yeah Yeah. all over I'd leave the house and I'd go like outside in the snow and my parents would have to go and find me how old were you um I'd say it stopped when I was like 12 so under the age of 12 so like a little kid and this was before like there were specific like 
security cameras that you could put up in your house that were like pretty good quality so my parents just put bells on all of the doorknobs and then there was like a house alarm as well but if I was going out like the back door the alarm wouldn't go off because it was just for like the front so they put bells on my um on my bedroom door with like a string running to their room with another bell so it would ring in there and you just grew out of it yeah but my dad used to do it, like some of my aunts. So it was, it was just so maybe it's all well. hereditary. Yeah. Like, yeah. Genetics. And everyone um, grew out of it. Like no one does it in adulthood, just as kids. A lot of people in my family did it. That's wild. Which is so terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so director of marketing, what are your thoughts about these now like born influencers born into it, if you will, they all have over a million followers they have a massive reach. What do you foresee advertising and marketing becoming after the pandemic? Oh, it's totally an influencer's market. And I don't think that will change. I think I think it's only going to get bigger, maybe not necessarily like seeing the celebrity influencers, but there's something called a micro-influencer. And these people we've mentioned today, they wouldn't even count for that. A micro-influencer is someone more like 10,000 or less followers. And so they, they, they still... would be over a micro-influencer. Yeah, they would just be an influencer. But the market is kind of, I mean, people know the names of influencers more but in terms of a brand looking to generate revenue through an influencer, um, there's been a report done that micro-influencers are actually more successful because people who are following them are usually more engaged with whatever their message or their niche is, whereas the big influencers, they're usually like funny content, couples content, pranks, advice, or Mm -hmm. teaching others how to be an influencer. And that's not really the following that's a purchaser necessarily for a product. Whereas a micro-influencer, it's usually just someone going about their life every day and they're more like normal. So they generate a larger ROI. Um, I don't think it's going to go away. I don't think print media is going to be that huge anymore. Um, And there's never been something where you could get the reach for the cost like this before, unless you were going for like the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl spots. Those again, ones, going you back could to get your, millions. Yeah, but going back to your point of the cost of that. Yes, exactly. It would cost you millions of dollars, but then you could get millions of people around the world watching your company's content, mm-hmm. whereas. For a couple thousand dollars, you could pay somebody, they make a really fun video or a series of videos or photos or whatever the campaign is, and could still potentially reach a similar audience in terms of the number of people, especially with TikTok, because it just has the furthest reach out of all of the social media platforms. I wouldn't put money towards a YouTuber. Mm. Um YouTube is really hard to grow on and it doesn't have as much of an organic reach. It's um, more like drilled down, Mm -hmm. but TikTok, you know, it could blow up and it goes to all sorts of people, not necessarily only the followers of that person. Mm -hmm. Um, And for anyone who still thinks that TikTok especially is like a a young person's app or it's a, it's a phase and it's going to die down and it's, it's not going to stick. There are over 
800 million monthly active users on TikTok outside of China, because in China, it's a different app. 26 to 31% of those users are over the age of 30. So if you think your audience is not on TikTok, you're wrong. Wow. 150 to 250 million people over 30 is what that number works out to. So that's like more than a whole country. That's insane. It's more than Canada. It's the number one most downloaded social media app in 2020. Okay. Facebook and Instagram plateaued. TikTok got more downloads. 82 Mm. minutes per day is the amount of time that the average user spends on TikTok. So about an hour and a half a day. So you could potentially, if you're putting out, not necessarily ads, if you're making your own TikTok videos or you're putting out an ad or you're paying an influencer, you have an hour and a half window potentially where your content could show up in front of someone's face. And most of that happens with sound on, which is different than Instagram. Instagram videos, it's getting better now with reels because they're trying to compete with TikTok. But back when it was only IGTV, most of it was with sound off because people were you know, in the bathroom peeing or they're in an environment where they couldn't have the sound on Mm -hmm. as well as the deaf community where sound doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. And in that case, you should have captions anyways to make it more accessible. But on TikTok, it is mostly with sound on. So it's really valuable to be speaking or to have music. Do you think, Becca, because you're the expert in this, if we didn't have a pandemic would TikTok be what it is today? I think so. You think so, really? Yeah, it was already huge. It just reached a wider market. But I think it still would have grown because it's only really been around for two years. So a year before the pandemic, when everyone seemingly has heard about TikTok, it was around under the name of TikTok for about a year. And before that, it was Musical.ly. And in China, it's always been a different app. It's not been under the TikTok name. I think it still would have gotten to where it is. It just maybe would have taken more time. Like maybe we would just be seeing it now. I don't think it would have reached the wide spectrum of the population. Anybody over the age of say 25, I don't think it would have reached them as quickly. I think it would have been a much slower go. And therefore, there goes your market for marketing, Mm. because you don't really have people with as much of a disposable income Mm. under the age of 25. I mean, you've got that small window of what, 16 to 25. And even then, it's kind of hit and miss. And then you bring in the pandemic. Mm. And anybody who is pretty much 16 to 25 really doesn't have a disposable income anymore. And your disposable income is then anybody over the age of 25. And now they're starting to use the platform. And I think Mm -hmm. that the pandemic really changed the way we look at social media for marketing. 16 to 25 is the largest consumer. Yeah. They are the largest consumer. (laughs) See, and I don't know if they would still be during the pandemic because there'd be no money coming in. But you got to think, okay, so 16 living at home. Parents aren't going on vacation. Parents aren't paying for school trips. Parents aren't paying for extracurricular activities. There's money in the bank. There's money to spend. So, you know, maybe maybe their allowance is a little bit more. 
you know, sure, you know, feeling bad that their kids can't go out or can't go to grad or can't go to prom or whether, you know, so how, how do they make up for it? Maybe with gifts or money or, and then they get on TikTok and they see something that they want to buy. And all of a sudden that's your consumer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. And grocery stores never closed down. McDonald's closed down for a hot minute and then they were back. Mm-hmm. Retail stores have been open at least um, in most parts of the world where that have lockdowns, not in Ontario, but a lot of other places like the malls have been open. And those are usually where at least 16 to 18, 19, 21 year olds are working. And then it moves more into like restaurants and bars. And those mm-hmm. have been very impacted, I think, across the board. Um, I think we would also view influencer marketing a lot differently if it was a male dominated space. I think it doesn't get viewed as a serious avenue for revenue mm-hmm. because it's primarily women who are successful successful who are the top influencers if a man is an influencer it's usually funny content exercising content or financial advice and that's it whereas women you see like all sorts of the spectrum um, fashion lifestyle also fitness also financial advice and exercise and things like that funny content pranks but it is a mostly female-dominated industry right now. And I feel like that kind of comes at a disadvantage because it's viewed as like, it's not hard work. It's a quick buck. Um, It's not like for real. This is fun for right now, but one day it's going to go away. And I don't think that's the case because you're more inclined to buy something from someone you trust, from someone you know, like, and trust whether that's a friend, your mom, your aunt, a sister, whoever, somebody in your community. But there's also an online community. So if you've seen the same person over and over and over, you know them. And eventually, if you're aligned, you will like them. And then that will turn into trust because if they're promoting something, you might trust what they say. Like Alicia, for example, this girl in Canada, Um, she recently, she doesn't do a lot of brand deals, um, but when she does, it's very aligned with what her message and her brand is. So recently for the month of May, it was masturbation month, I guess, because there's a day and a month for everything now. And so she was promoting sex toys and that's very in line with her overall messaging. So, Mm -hmm. um, I wonder if that campaign was successful because it Mm -hmm. seems that that's her audience and, it's about like self-love and body positivity and self-pleasure. And she talks very openly about like her sex life with her husband and using toys in the bedroom. So it wasn't like, where is this coming from? Why are you promoting this? Right, right. But she doesn't do it so often that she's going to lose trust from her audience because she's just working with brands and doing brand deals and is kind of selling out. It's not like every single post is like, hey, look at this thing. Like, you should go and buy it. I've only seen her do like three promotions. Have you guys bought something off social media, any platform? No, but there's one thing that I want. Oh, what is it? Oh, okay. That's a lie. There's actually two things. So one, yes, I have bought. I should say, when is this airing? Because that Mm -hmm. will make a difference as to whether I can share this or not. Next week. 
And okay, so you'll ask me again in a couple weeks and I'll let you know what I bought. It's for someone's birthday. And the the second thing that I want and I have not bought is, and if you have, let me know. I want to know if these TikTok leggings are really what they're saying. Oh, the (laughs) (laughs) I have them. They're good. They make your butt look good, but it just looks a bit weird on like the rest of your body. And I feel like now everyone knows that you're only wearing them because they make your butt look good, Mm -hmm. but they're so comfy. So. Well, that's, that's what really counts is a, can you see your underwear and B how does your butt look and C are they comfortable? Yeah. Mine are opaque. So, but there's different brands that make them. Yeah. There's tons now. Um, Becca, have you bought anything? off of social media but because I saw it on social media yes I have lots of things almost like give give us a couple um, items I have talking buttons for my cat they're like these buttons that you can program (gasps) with different words and you can teach your animals to learn what they say and then they'll press them for different words or commands um do they work those Yep. They work. I don't necessarily know if it means the animal understands language or if they just understand the correlation between the cause and the effect. Like if one button says outside, do they actually know that means outside or do they know if I click this button, mommy lets me go in the backyard or we go for a walk. So anytime I want to do that, which I guess is understanding language, but it may not be in the way that we perceive language. There's a couple of studies being done on some dogs with these buttons right now mm-hmm. to understand more. So I bought those for my cat's birthday and I saw those on TikTok. Um, the, I have the TikTok leggings. I have a lot of different skincare and like my fake tan is one I saw recommended by someone. Uh, lotion, different things for like face. I'm looking around my house to get ideas. <laughs> a pair of shoes. Oh, now that you say that, like, yes, I have bought cases. more than I actually think. Yeah. Okay. Nail yeah. polish colors, lipstick colors. Yes. Yeah. But I've always been like that, but I've grown up with the internet. So it's very different. Like I remember watching YouTube when I was like 10, 11, 12, watching these girls do makeup and teach you how to do makeup. And like, I'd go and buy exactly what they said like they'd be like I'm using this lip liner by this company it's in this color I would buy that exact one so So over the years probably like hundreds of things I I have to tell you one more that we got I didn't purchase it my mother purchased it but this to me is the greatest thing and I'll give you a good laugh for the day so obviously everybody knows I just had a baby so anything that was baby related I was all about so there was these beautiful blankets that you could put your baby's name on but they were also really just nice blankets Mm -hmm. so my mom goes and gets me one of these blankets for the baby now at this point when she ordered it we didn't have a name picked out yet and as anybody knows we were not sharing the name until after she arrived Mm -hmm. so my mom goes and types in no name please because you have to put the name in (laughs) so the blanket shows up and on the blanket, it says, no name, please. Oh, my God. That's great. That's cute. You uh, should take a picture of that and email it to the no name company in Canada. And what is this no name company? It's, it's like a no name company. 
Yeah, it's a it's kind of like a store brand company. It's usually in President's Choice. Oh yeah, yeah, like no frills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like orange or yellow packaging. Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah, it yeah. It will okay. say no name beans yeah. or no name crackers, and it's just whatever That's right. the thing is. Private label. Yeah. Oh, I think they're funny. only in Canada. I think it's only a Canadian thing. Yeah. But if you sent them a picture of that blanket and just pretended like it was because you just love the company so much that and it was like, hilarious. oh, I'll take the no name, please. I bet you they well, would send you a no name blanket. Absolutely. <laughs> you'd be surprised how many people actually thought that it was a new name brand called No Name, Please. Oh, Wow. There because I, it's the blanket that I always use when I take her for walks. So it always goes over her lap, like um, in the stroller and what have you. And I've had so many comments as to where did you get this blanket? That's and they're hilarious. like, I tried to look up this no name, please brand and I can't find it. <laughs> like, That's no, so it was funny. just an accident. <laughs> See, Ash, you could like create a business out of that on social right? media and sell it. Um, so what do you guys think? What is your opinions on? And now we have someone who like Ash, like me, you know, we're not the most savvy when it comes to social media. And we have a director of marketing who's very savvy in it. What are your thoughts on salons and spas having social media platforms? Which ones are important and which ones do you think they should have and not have? Mm. Or should have they have them at all? Absolutely. Yes. No question. Yeah. To all of them, Ash? Yeah, I think that I do because (laughs) you're going to obviously Instagram and TikTok are probably two of your Mm -hmm. more popular ones these days Mm -hmm. and TikTok for more of demos on how to maybe use products, Instagram, maybe the same thing, but I think still getting out on say Facebook is important because your older or excuse me, your more mature demographic (laughs) only uses Instagram like I know my mother does not know what TikTok is she does Mm -hmm. not use TikTok Instagram Mm -hmm. is kind of a half and half so if Mm -hmm. you're trying to target your your say over 55 or over 60 there's not as many on Mm -hmm. the more mainstream newer platforms Mm -hmm. so I think you have to stick with some of the originals we'll say Mm -hmm. (laughs) right Becca Uh, I think that's a good point. Um, I would say, yes, be on social media for sure. And you can be on social media without showing your face or using your voice. So don't let that stop you if you're not like very camera friendly. And if you're nervous about that, there are a lot of successful accounts that don't have any, you know, face to them or any voice even, Mm. or they just have a voice or, you know, so really experiment and get creative I would say who is your target audience what age do you want to target who spends the most money in your business or who do you want to reach maybe you already have a great older clientele from walk-ins from your business or from the neighborhood you're in and you want to expand into the gen z market Mm. then I would say tiktok if you already have a great young following and a young clientele and you want to work more on like anti-aging facials or do Botox or filler, then definitely Instagram or Facebook groups. Pinterest, not so much for the older clientele. It's more for younger. Is it really? Oh, I Pinterest? totally disagree. 
I totally disagree I with that. I thought that was an older app. It's yeah, I know app. more of my more of my aunts and uncles and parents generation uses Pinterest. But are they using it for aesthetics or are they using it for crafts, DIYs, recipes, that's and decor? The, that's what I yeah, the latter. The, like that yeah. maybe that's what I use it for. So thinking about who your target audience is, where they spend time online and how they spend time and interact with that app is important. And I would say to not spread yourself too thin and Mm. do every single app because the content required for each app is so different. And it, as much as you can recycle and repurpose content, that's really just for ease of peace of mind for you. It's not because it's going to be successful. What's popular on Instagram is not going to translate to Facebook. What's popular on Facebook is not going to translate to Pinterest. What's popular on YouTube is not going to translate to Twitter. What's popular on TikTok won't translate to what's popular on LinkedIn. Usually, you know, there's an exception to every rule, but know who your target audience is, look at the monthly users of those platforms, they publish these things, and look at the percentage of the age bracket of who you want to target. And then you can target accordingly through locations, through hashtags, through whatever your call to action is. But there is an old and a young market on every Mm -hmm. single app. It's just how are they using that app and what are they using it for? So specifically to aesthetics, I would say Instagram Reels, and TikTok are great, or a Facebook group. Not so much just posting on Facebook, but creating a group either for your clients or if you're B2B and you're training other people, creating a group and sending people to that can be really successful. Twitter is more so for like comedy and quick things. Yeah, and and I think you make a really good point because as much as you'd like to recycle that content, there's a lot of content that you can post on Twitter that you can't post on TikTok and Mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, like vice versa, right? There's a whole bunch of rules and regulations and Mm -hmm. it's all different. I tried to help one day and I got us banned from doing lives on TikTok. Like didn't know. (laughs) Um, It's just different. And put like all your energy into one or two platforms and get a great following there before you start to try to hit every single one just for the sake of posting on every single one because it's better to like whole ass one thing than half ass five things and the content the the energy the energy in the audience is like different on every single app and and what's going to reach who so becca as our expert in marketing if someone is a small business owner, an esthetician renting a room, an esthetician in working for a company, but wants to brand themselves, mm-hmm. what is the easiest way for them to start if they don't even know where to begin? And do you have any suggestions on who to follow, what to watch, the yeah. whole thing? So some great resources. If you want to look into... Um, the power of social media and influencer marketing. There's a report from a company called Later and Four. Later is L-A-T-E-R and Four is F-O-H-R. Four is an influencer marketing agency and Later is a social media scheduling platform. So one, that's very, very helpful, especially if you're an esthetician or a small business owner, you don't really have a lot of time to be dedicated to this sort of thing. So look into Later. 
Um, Foreign later did a report that talks all about micro influencers and like the buying power of people online. Start there because it's very educational, not necessarily meaning that you have to do influencers yet because, you know, work up to that. I would start by following people who do social media as their job. So don't look at what your friend is doing. Don't look at what your family is doing. Follow some influencers. And if you don't know any, four will have like a list on their website. Um, follow them because they do it as a job every day. So they are the expert. So if they're using a certain sound or if you notice a certain pattern and how they speak or is it videos or is it photos or like what hashtags are they using and see what you can copy and take and make it fit into your niche. Someone I really like is a lady called Rachel Peterson. Um, that's Peterson with a D. She teaches social media and marketing, and she actually has like academies to learn all different things. She has a social media academy right now that's for free that you can sign up for. She has a TikTok academy. She can teach you all about TikTok for business. That one um, she is charging for. But she gives away a lot of free content and a lot of free webinars. Rachel Hollis is another good one. Um, just take her with a grain of salt because she doesn't always have the most open-minded views personally about some stuff, but she has great business advice as well. Amy Porterfield is somebody who is also like a queen in digital marketing. They are all very good. I would start there, but don't stress yourself out too much by trying to learn this new thing. Just pick an app where you think your target audience would be. Start there, start posting. If you get one view, that's mm -hmm. still good. That's better than zero. And that one view could be your ideal client. So try not to get lost in like the vanity metrics of likes and views because those are great and they like really boost our ego and they give us serotonin, but those don't always convert into the mounts. So start posting because consistency will be your best bet. So try to be consistent, whether that's posting once a day, three times a week, three times a day, whatever you see that you could keep up with for a long period of time is where you'll get the best results because the platforms itself will recognize active accounts and push those out to new people to view more than it will somebody who posts five times one week and then one time the next week and then three times in one day and then once a day because it's not consistent and it doesn't know who you're trying to target. And for the audience and the real people factor, they're gonna get to know you better over time if you're consistent in your posting as well as in your messaging. So I would start there and just have fun with it. It's meant to be fun. If you're getting stressed out by it, don't do it. It's meant yeah. to be fun. So if you're not getting joy from it, don't do it because that's not for you or maybe that's not the right platform. Um, yeah, I, I love all that. Uh, I think too, though, because social media is so powerful and it's free, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a free platform. Mm -hmm. I think as much as, you know, ha of course, like have fun with it, but also push yourself to the point where you are a little bit uncomfortable because mm -hmm. with un being uncomfortable comes growth, mm -hmm. right? It's not easy to get in front of the camera and, and do things. It takes, I mean, if not for everyone, obviously it takes 
a lot of time and effort. And I think one of the things that people really are worried about are the comments, because there's a lot of keyboard warriors that are out there that have a comment to everything. Um, and it's, it's really easy for them to make awful comments. And I think people are scared to get in front of the, that, the camera because some of the comments that they may come across. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first step in getting in front of the camera is the biggest step. And if you can overcome that, you're like, mm-hmm. you're, you're winning already. Yeah. Um, do you have any suggestions, Becca, for those, you know, those awful comments that do pop up? Depending which platform you're using, there are usually ways in the settings that you can filter comments and you can either let the app decide what is, you know, banned or not allowed. And it will usually filter like swear words, profanity, um, mention of drugs, um, different sexual things, stuff like that. And depending on the app or the platform, you can put in words specifically that you want it to block. Uh, YouTube has this, TikTok has this, I believe Instagram and Facebook do, I'm not sure about Pinterest uh, and Twitter is kind of a free for all for, so for that one, you've just got to mute and block, which is manual or just don't read the comments if it's bothering you. And if you do see a negative one, delete and block them. Or if depending on what it is and what, what it's about, maybe try to open up a dialogue and it's free content idea. It's another view. It's another comment. It's the algorithm doesn't know what the comments are about. The algorithm just knows this person got five comments. It's got good engagement. Let's push it out to more. It doesn't know what those people are saying because it's a computer. (laughs) And remember, you never met a hater doing better. Yes. Anyone above you is never going to talk down to you. Absolutely. So remember that. Because they remember the journey. So, I mean, that that could be a whole episode, but, mm-hmm. and it sounds so easy to say, but just don't take it personally because it usually yeah. means that that person is insecure or there's something yeah. going on in their life where they're not comfortable in who they are or they're just uncomfortable with being wrong or being challenged or disagreed with whatever their views are and just keep going because that's not who you're there to serve. Yes. Who is your ideal client? What education, what value could you offer them? So just focus on that and don't get, you know, pulled astray from the people that, you know, might call you names or, or say things. And if you want to get in front of more of your ideal client and try to get off of the keyboard warrior side, if you're getting pulled into the wrong kind of audience, think of hashtags that your audience, that your ideal client would use to describe themselves. So for example, if you're an esthetician, do not use hashtag esthetician. That's going to get you more estheticians. It's not going to get you clients. If you're trying to educate or teach, that could be great. If you're selling product to other businesses, that could be great. But if you're looking for clients or people to come in your door, maybe it's hashtag wine mom or hashtag moms over 30 or, um, dog mom or if you're going for a male audience what hashtags would they use to describe themselves not you describing your business right well as we wrap up i just like to make a disclaimer that me following whitey 18 is for research and development for our social media platform (laughs) (laughs) let me end with that um in ending with that i think this was a really great episode for people 
looking to tap into the market because Becca has so much knowledge about this. Um, where can they find us and listen to us, Becca? You can listen to us on Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed and you like it or follow so that every week when we post a new episode, it shows up in your inbox. If you are on an Apple device, please write us a review. It really helps the show. If you want to follow us on social media, we are working on getting our Between Both Cheeks social media a little bit more robust. It's at Between Both Cheeks on Instagram. And you can email us to comments at betweenbothcheeks.com. And if you are on TikTok, um, we're not super present on there for the Between Both Cheeks page yet. But if you look up Between Both Cheeks, we do have a TikTok profile. Thanks for joining us. 